You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Food feature. There's nothing quite like finding and getting closer and learning more about um, everyone who listens to 702. And I think this time around, it's been a lovely journey to get to know a little bit better, more and more, a little bit more about one of our listeners, Gershwin Gordon. And uh, he has a great passion for food. He is a private chef and he's joining us this afternoon to talk about his passion for food and things like pastries and ice creams and just how to be a great host. Um, we know that we have such a wealth of knowledge within um, the, the, the listenership of 702. So this, I think, is just a great testament of that. Gershwin, it was lovely to meet you earlier on. Hello again. <laughs> Hi, good day, Zanya, and good day to your listeners. Yeah, thank you for the food. It was absolutely delicious. We'll talk about that um, a little bit uh, later. But first, I really want to get to understand your passion for food. So how did food become such a deep passion of yours? Oh, wow, what a question. (laughs) Well, for me, um, Zanya, it actually started many, many years ago. Mm. Growing up with my mom in a single-parent home, you know, my fun memory is waking up on a Sunday morning, you know, the seven-color lunch being cooked, and that aroma would just fill up the house, and I would always look forward to just getting to eat that food, and I would always watch her and help here and there where I can, and from there, I literally just picked it up, and um, yeah, that's where it all started. Oh, wow. How old do you think you were? Um, I was about 12, 13 years old, isn't Yeah, that's... I Sorry, you're saying? No, no, I'm saying that's a good age. That's definitely a good age to learn and can be more than capable. No, definitely. <laughs> mm. And then, uh, Gosh, when you went on to Scotland, right? You're in Scotland and you're in England. Um, so what did, how did you, how, I just want to know from that experience, what did working in places like that do to how you thought about food? That was a complete eye-opener for me. You know, the possibilities, it, it just completely changed my relationship with food. Mm. And even till today, most of my experience comes from what I learned that side and what I did and how I saw people being innovative and how to use ingredients and, um, yeah. But I would say their food is so bland, man. Hey, I think our food is so much more <laughs> exciting. Yes, there's lots to learn, no doubt, you know, um, because you are working in, in global destinations or, you know, being in places like London, for instance, is quite an international capital. But hey, the food can be so bland. <laughs> Did it influence how you thought of South African food? It definitely did influence um, what I thought about South African food. Um, my exposure at the time was very limited mm. within food because I, I was I had minimal training. I was basically self-taught. And when I got over there, it was, like I said, an eye-opener for me. But at the same time, I just wanted to infuse that flavors or, or taste or call my South African food up a bit and not completely moving away from it and just thinking about how I can change it. And then I'm, I'm coming up with some infused um or fusion menus where I would use Italian food and mm-hmm. use uh, South African food and come up with dishes like that. So it was it was a good um, experience for me. Yeah, and I think that's the story of South African food. Um, so much of it borrows. We borrow from each other's cultures, and then we also borrow from other nations around the world. So it's a great fusion, and I think that's why our food is such a standout in so in so many ways. I know lots of people who come here and say the food here is really really delicious, but. You talk about having to come up with new dishes. That's part of what you did when you you were overseas, right? But I really want you to help us here because 
I think for many of us, it's easy to kind of get stuck in making the same food the same way and eating the same. Some people may like that, you know, maybe sticklers for consistency and habit and just the same all the time. But for some of for for some of us who want to kind of explore, have more uh, wilder palates, what's your guide to innovating in the kitchen? Rania, I would say that. Um Growing up, you know, we were always told by your mother, don't play with your food. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. that for me, I, was, I did completely the opposite. I always played with my food and I played around and I experimented. And many classical dishes today was accidentally discovered by people that, you know, mm. played around with food and then tried new things. So I would say play, uh, play around with your food. Because <laughs> mm, many of your dishes got to be featured while you were, while you were studying. Yes, definitely. But how do you know if it's right? You see, that's the thing, because what I might put together, be convinced and persuaded that, yes, this particular uh, herb must be on the chicken or it, sound, it tastes great to me, is going to work. And only only to find that you're wrong, that it's not appealing to, most, to, to many other people. That obviously comes from um, experience, I would say, yeah. and trying out different things. If you, like I said, uh, play around with your food and something doesn't work, mm. then try something different. You know, you just use your imagination and you will definitely come to something that, you know, this works for me and you can come up with a new dish. Because mm, you uh, shared one of your recent experiments, which was what, makuinya and mussel in a garlic sauce. Yes. Yeah, so fat cook and having that with a mussel and garlic sauce on the side. Yes, that was actually one of the dishes that I called in the last time when I spoke to you. Mm, and that was mm. what, what um, caused me to cook that for you. And um, the rubs and the wings was also the other dish, which yeah. is one of my best sellers. But the mussels and the magunya is, magunya is uh, classically South African. So I came up with this South African menu and with our West Coast mussels. And I just infused that with some wine, a bit of dull and thyme. And I think that the two goes well together. Yes. And which wine? Chardonnay or... Um, uh, Sauvignon Blanc. When it comes to picking a white to cook with, uh, what's what's the guide? An oak or not? So it it can also influence the flavor, the strength of that wine, or how robust it is. Is it about picking the most subtle flavors in a wine, or wines that have um, subtle flavors? I should say. I think that just it, it, it's 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 different person to person, you know, because we, our palates are all different. But uh, in general, white wine goes well with seafood. So mm-hmm. it just depends on how strong you like it. And obviously you cook it down and you reduce it a bit. And that kind of like takes out the alcohol flavor and intensifies the wine flavor and makes it a beautiful dish. Mm. Well, I've since also discovered that you love making ice cream and uh, sorbet. And summer is here. <laughs> uh, what's the secret to just making great homemade ice cream? And then I think personally the secret to that is your base consistency whether it's a custard, whether it's only a cream base, and your ratios. Obviously, there is some skill required for that as well. But also, you can use some gelatine, maybe glucose, and that prevents crystallization with your ice creams because that's a problem that many people have. But then the the, the major thing for me, and I know not everybody has a churner at home, but using a churner, that just helps so much more. Mm. I find that flavors are just so much nicer when it's homemade ice cream. I mean, nothing quite like um, homemade vanilla ice cream made with, you know, real, not not uh, essence, but like vanilla from the pods. So it's it's really, there's a, there's a difference in flavors. So it's always worth using or, or, or being able to experience homemade um, ice cream with uh, ingredients that are unlike what you'd find in store-bought ice creams. So uh, 
it's a it's it's something I imagine I might be passionate about if only I, I got down to it. So hopefully, <laughs> what you've just said now, Gershwin, um, will see this being popular in some of our kitchens. Um, you've you told us how you had to pivot, in fact, during the lockdown, during the pandemic, uh, and start providing yeah. catering and private chef services. You love entertaining friends and family. Being a great host is not easy. It's not easy. What have you learned from hosting over the years? I think um, being able to do what I'm doing, you have to be a people's person, first of all. It's not going to help by walking to your kitchen trying to um, use you having a celebration, but I come in and I'm over it or whatever the case may be. But uh, loving what you do adds a lot to this. And um, my love for food, I mean, it, it just explains itself. If you look at my Facebook pages, wherever you can find me, yeah. I've got a great love for food and it just helps me so much more. But the key thing is um, being a lover of food and, in, and loving what you do. Because most of the times, I mean, you would come to an environment where it's people that you don't know. And mm-hmm. you have to be able to, 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 you know, judge the situation and, and, and be friendly and so forth and just break that ice. But once I get into the kitchen, I just get into a complete different zone and I just do what I do. The reward for me is always the great comments, hearing the ums and the ahs and all of that. <laughs> I mean, just, just last night I had a client when um, I served my first call and he was like, you better stop that first dish because I don't think you can stop this. <laughs> And every single time I put up a dish, I made them a forecourt, I would just hear from the table, you did it again. And that, for me, is a reward enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and I see from your pages, you mentioned uh, your social pages, that you love the artistic side of plating. It's more in the fine dining style. Uh, and more and more people, I find, are doing this even with their home uh, food. It's not just about having a beautiful plate being served to you when you dine out, but that even for yourself as you eat at home, that you should beautify it. Um, so what can you teach us about plating beautifully? Um, plating is not something that's going to happen overnight. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say... Um, once again, playing around with ideas, practice, practice, practice. I mean, if you look at my earlier pictures, if you go back um, about five, six years ago on my page, you will see a completely difference from my plating style now. And it <laughs> just comes with practicing and, and, and consistency. Mm. Uh, but a master chef in food shows the ultra lot as well, because I would visualize, <laughs> I would see something, visualize how I'm going to do mine and chop and change in there. And so, yeah, TV helps a lot. But practice makes perfect. Yeah, no, I can I can believe that. I, I do see that. I think one of your recent uh, posts is just some impressive plating. It needs a steady hand, obviously. And you need to really have a vision for what goes where and what. Um, and it suggests also cooking a number of components and not just having, you know, a, a handful of, th- say, three things versus having six things on a plate because um, it needs to be set out in, in a beautiful manner. Um, well, I wish you all of the best, Gershwin. I think that um, you just infectious with your passion and your love for food. It's infectious. Uh, my producer was saying that the smoked ribs that you served earlier on, I don't eat pork and I wasn't sure if it was uh, what kind of ribs they were. So I left the ribs to him and he said they were absolutely delicious. I had the chicken wings and the, the chips. Um, those were also just absolutely delicious. The chicken was so tender because sometimes chicken wings can be, uh, they can go wrong, but um, they yeah. were beautifully cooked. Just the right tenderness the right sauce you know where you lick your fingers afterwards <laughs> that's what it was like no, i'm glad licking our fingers um and what was on those chips um that is a cheesy jalapeno sauce that i do cheesy jalapeno so sauce 
Yeah. Because of the way that I serve it, I mean, I, I prep it at home and I take it to my clients for the home delivery service. Uh-huh. Um, Chopsy food was standing for a while. Everybody knows it's not always that good and, and, and the taste just is compromised. But mm. I find it that with the cheese and jalapeno sauce, when you warm it up and it's kind of like focusing and not taking away the crisp as well with the cheese on top, then you, you, you're not compromising your taste on that. So that works for me and the clients love it. Yeah, because we did have to warm it up and it it was absolutely delicious. So I can believe uh, your strategy there. It's, we experienced it, so I can believe your strategy. So Gershwin, please give us your uh, details. Where can our listeners find you? As I know, you can find me on Instagram under Gordon's Creations. I'm also on Facebook, Gordon's Creations. Mm-hmm. And then my website should be up in the next week or two. I was hoping that it would be up by now, but yeah, we just had a couple of glitches. But Instagram, Facebook... And then my personal number is zero seven double two eight one nine three five two. Yes, yes. Oh, um, so uh, may you find more fans. May you find more fans. Thank you very much, Gershwin, and all of the best. Thank you, Zanya. Thank you. That's Gershwin Gordon, uh, one of the listeners of the show. Uh, and over time, he's contributed and only to find that he actually makes incredible food. And uh, we thought it would be opportune for us to have him on and experience his, his food um, as a way of not only honoring um, the time devoted to being uh, to, to listening, but also um, he. this is the space where we talk about food. So great contribution from Gershwin Gordon. Check out Gordon's Creations.